This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. As you're listening to us today all over the globe, but we're broadcasting to you from Scottsdale, Arizona. We're so excited to be at the headquarters, the international headquarters for the Pinnacle Forum. And you're going to hear lots about that, but we've got some amazing interviews lined up this week for you to hear from some people right here in the South. West. But before we get to that, Martha. Hey, I just want to give a shout out today. We get the privilege of doing this on the air. Today is both our son Joshua and his wife Amelia's birthdays. So yes, they have the same birthday. It makes it lots of fun. Guys, enjoy all of the free meals you can today in all of the great restaurants that offer that. But we love you and we just... um, Thank you for uh, the inspiration you are to so many people, the lives that you guys lead, and the way that you follow Jesus and all that you do. So happy birthday to both of you, Joshua and Amelia. Yep, we're super excited to celebrate your birthday by being in Arizona. Thank you very much. All right, cool. So here's the deal. I want to say thank you to everybody listening in Tampa Bay from north of Fort Myers to south of Jacksonville, to south of Ocala, all the way over to Disney and all over Jacksonville, St. Augustine and Folkestone, Georgia, and Hampton Roads, Virginia, and on Grace Radio just north and west of coming in Alpharetta, Georgia. But of course, all of you listening on iHeartRadio and to the podcast, just know every day before the show, we always pray about the show, that the Holy Spirit would guide the questions we ask, the answers that are given, that you might be challenged to different levels of living out your faith in your work. So just know you've been prayed for. So like I said, we're on the road today in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's sunny, it's hot, and God is on the move in this place. It's so fun. We're going to hear some great stories over the next couple of days, as I mentioned. Did you know Pinnacle Forum was inspired by Dr. Bill Bright, founder of Campus Crusade for Christ International, who challenged a handful of leaders in Phoenix, Arizona, saying, I believe the only way we can change our culture is to find a way to network our high-influence leaders and inspire them to to use their influence for God. Mm. The men who hiked up Pinnacle Peak and prayed that God would raise up leaders. Three of these leaders later hiked up Pinnacle Peak in South Scottsdale, Arizona, they prayed that God would raise up leaders who would respond to the challenge and reward and steward their influence accordingly. Mm -hmm. Their prayers were answered, which led to an official launch of Pinnacle Forum and what has become a national movement. Did you know the vision of Pinnacle Forum is to see influential leaders execute their God-given purpose and foster a flourishing, God-honoring culture, which we need desperately in this country. And their mission is to encourage and equip influential leaders through confidential forums supported by a national network to engage in personal and cultural transformation that honors Christ. Again, something our country desperately needed, needs each and every day. Today, we first start off with Mark Upton. He, his ministry, his business tree is Christian Family Care. He's a Pinnacle Forum member, and he's also right here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mark Upton, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. We're, we're excited to have you on here, and, and here's how we always start every interview. With every brand new guest, Mark, we always ask this question. How did you become a Jesus follower? You know, I was fortunate that I grew up in uh, a church-going family. And I'm saying a church-going family because Mm -hmm. uh, my dad was involved in, uh, certainly in teaching in Sunday school, and he was uh, involved in the choir, but uh, my dad made a turn in his life where, in essence, he denied Christ. Mm. And uh, so, uh, but I was fortunate to be involved, grow up in the church, and so 
I had that exposure and came to Christ when I was nine years old and um, gave my life to him at, at that time. And, um, you know, as the scripture talks about God grabbing your hand and carrying you forward, uh, God took me through various seasons, but uh, certainly I, I've been fortunate to, to walk with him most of, most of my life most of my life. So as you um, know, our radio show is called I Work For Him. Was there a point in your life where you um, better connected your faith with your work? Or what, is, how do, what does that look like in your own life? Yeah, where I connected my faith with my work. You know, that was one of the challenges and what I like about what you're doing um, and the message that uh, I Work For Him has is that... Um, I kind of grew up with the in influence of uh, psycho-cybernetics and think and grow rich and uh, kind of that focus of, okay, be your Christian, but that's what your fo focus in life is. And um, so um, I didn't know Christian businessmen. Mm. And I didn't know it was okay to be a Christian businessman. Uh, what I did know is that I could serve in the church and I could be involved in the church there, but how that worked out in my uh, life, uh, that, was, uh, that was a challenge uh, for, and, for me. And it's not just for you, but for millions and millions of Jesus followers who are out there in their workplace struggling with, well, if I really want to be in ministry, I've got to become a pastor or a missionary. Yet it wasn't true, was it? it even, was, even you figured it, that out. It was not true, and that's probably one of the things that's uh, been the motivation in my life is to really help other men to really realize um, uh, God has a calling in your life, and uh, he wants you to be engaged uh, in the community. In fact, I ended up teaching a class at a seminary at one time just to help train pastors to begin to think about how do I how do I see the members in my church as really ministers? And uh, I'd love to see, and I don't think it really has happened yet, <laughs> but I'd really love to see the church say that uh, to be in the marketplace, that is your God call. That is your God Amen. calling. What's amazing, Mark Upton, is that there are churches. There are over three thousand pastors, part of a network called Made to Flourish, and they're all learning that their job is to equip the saints for the work that they do, the ministry that they do outside of the four walls of the church. And so there is a growing number of pastors each and every day that get it. That's and great. I'll also tell you that the millennial pastors, the ones that are that are in their, their late 20s and early 30s that are pastoring churches, they get it right off the bat. They understand they were never taught or understood that there was a disconnect between faith and work. It's yeah. different than the generation that we're in. Yeah, it is. I mean, so I love it. So yeah. what, what, was, what was the trigger then So that, that said, wow, oh, Mark Upton, I can be a minister in my work. Yeah, no, it, it was a struggle for me for a period of time. Um, uh, I actually moved from San Diego to uh, Phoenix, to the Phoenix area here, to get engaged in commercial real estate. I was involved in commercial real estate. Began to struggle with why I was doing what I did. Um, but there were a couple of men that um, I started to have a Bible study with. And actually, we were talk we were reading... Uh, Bonhoeffer's book, The Cost of Discipleship. Oh, that's a so light reading. So that was, a light, uh, light that was reading. a light discussion that we were involved in. But what was great for me is here, these were some business leaders. And um, they were grappling with, okay, now how do we have impact? And what does that mean for, uh, mean for our life? So I made some career changes. Um, I still felt that tug that for me to be effectively to be a Christian, I needed to be 
in the church. So I used my business actually to help free me up to start ministries. And so I started uh, ministries and engagement, was involved in those lines. Um, but at some point in time there, God just said, okay, that, that is one, your ministry. Uh, I, I could be in the arena. I can be in the marketplace arena and still engage in some cultural change and transformation, mm-hmm. uh, transformation along those lines. Um, and probably th- just through various readings that it came to me to begin to cl- click. But I didn't have a, li- it, was a it was a challenge, I would say, for me still, uh, and just getting to that, to that point. But I made that decision, and so that changed the course of my life and what I did. Mm. So you said that you, that God, that you were using your business and the profits of your business to start other ministries. At what point in time did you realize that your business itself was a ministry and your people that work for you started to get an impact by that understanding? Yeah. And so, you know, um, I think what I looked at is um, part of my business. I have my own real estate development company for a period of time. I didn't have a lot of employees was doing that on my own. But I had somewhat... But you had clients. Uh, but I had, had clients. Vendors, and had I had clients and vendors, and I was looking at how, how my engage there. Uh, but for me particularly, how it worked out is I used that as a way to, be, to steward for me to be able to give into the community the way I wanted to give into. So I was involved in starting the first... Uh, prison fellowship efforts here into the prisons. Oh, cool. So I, I, I began to get involved in that. You I got a famous it. sheriff here in, in, in this, I- this area. Oh, we sure do, Joe Arpaio. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Maricopa <laughs> County. So we've got Mark Upton with us today. His business tree is Christian Family Care. We haven't gotten into that part of the story yet. So talk to us, Mark Upton. What kind of work does the Lord have you involved in on a day-to-day basis today? Yeah, so today I help, uh, I I lead Christian Family Care, which is involved in, our mission is really strengthening families and serving at-risk children in the name of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? And so for that, what we're involved in, we're engaged in, uh, we want to see every child loved and nurtured in a Christ-centered family. That's kind of the focus of what we're do, what we're doing, and so uh, we we are engaged in preventative services where we help come alongside families that are in crisis and children uh, to help um, serve them and, and equip them, as well as we're involved in the foster care and adoption arena and a lot of uh, counseling that we deal because of the significant trauma and abuse that kids and families are going going through today. So that's the business ministry uh, uh, of what we're of what we're doing. So let's get some clarification on this because it, now, are you just in the Scottsdale Phoenix area, or are you in multiple areas in the country? We're um, throughout Arizona. Okay. We're not we're not outside of Arizona. Okay. But right now we're in the Ar- in the Arizona area. Okay. So let's let's talk about the impact on families. So you're talking about families in crisis, children who desperately need to know that they're loved and and, and nurtured. Talk to us about how do you get, when you run into a family in crisis, I mean, how do they get connected to family or Christian family care? Yeah. So we get uh, families connected in various uh, ways. They'll come through the state's services. They come through referrals with various other areas. But we're kind of in the movement right now of trying to look at how do we proactively move into communities. So we are looking at uh, creating social enterprises that would help us to be actually in the arena uh, where where we're seeing uh, 
uh, I noticed you have a marriage cruise that you, that's you're right. involved yep. in. So what we're looking at is if you look at our society today, um, societies th flourish, and there's, uh, there's a lot of data on this that shows when societies have flourished, faith and family are strongest. And so there's almost like a hundred year cycle in the United States as to when faith and family have been at the pinnacle, that's when you would look at America has been at its best. That's so when America has Are we coming flourished. up on a hundred year spin here? We're, uh, we're close to coming up on a hundred year spin. So okay. where there is some hope that we're about to, to see some kind of a change. But if you look in our society, the divorce rate uh, is now almost equal to the marriage rate in most of our communities. We are seeing today much greater trauma uh, effects on kids than we did 10, year, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Just so from divorce or from other factors? Through divorce, through other factors in life, just, just the lifestyle that we live today, some of the changes that we see in human sexuality. I mean, there's just a lot of ch changes that are going on in society and the values that we've adopted. We've kind of lost the society that had a biblical worldview. Um, and so Christianity is not that guiding value anymore in America that it was 50, 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. right. And so we've lost those uh, impacts. And so we're looking at how do we um, help engage on the front end to restore marriage, to restore families. Um, obviously, we're serving families that are in crisis. And so we're um, we are safe, safe hold, and we put kids in Christian families. We try to put, allow, get couples together with Christian mentors, and so we're doing those kind of connections. So that's it. that's why I wanted to delve in. You used one of our favorite words, which is proactive. So, what are some of the tangible ways that you are trying to help make that shift in our culture? Yeah. So we, um, there is a national program called Safe Families, and we're involved in representing Safe Families in Arizona. Uh, Safe Families works when you get kids that are um, involved in, um, or, or, or families, families that are in mm -hmm. crisis. And so we begin to look at how do we um, make those connections with those families before they get caught into the state system. Mm -hmm. And then they do a voluntary placement of their um, kids with us might we may help them get a job we may help them get housing um, they might just need they they might need uh, um, some time for a detox uh, there's various ways that we would be enga engaged with them but it's wrapping that family just in a health in a healthy setting we're in the right now of uh, looking at starting a business in the community that would give us connections with families in the communities so that we can then initiate parent trainings, uh, support services to help those families proactively look at their life and their values, their marriage, non-marriage, just relationships, how we begin to develop, develop that. So we're in the infancy si side of looking at, we hope to launch a, uh, a school in, uh, February, in G February of next year that will begin to help us do those, that type of thing as well uh, on, the fr on the front end. So let's talk about that impact. You said, you know, helping the community. Mm -hmm. So um, I know you, you know, the big picture that societies that flourish, faith and family are strong components of that. Um, it, how, how do you guys see 
making a difference in these families, affecting the community, and how your involvement in the community really brings that all together. Um, what is your vision? It sounds like you you know that going into a community to make connections and relationships is a big part of that, isn't it? Yeah, I think the relational side would mm-hmm. is is the key. Uh, we're looking at how do we establish the relationships. The want to, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we solve the want to aspect. Um, and that's what we're trying to look at. How do we help people want to make, you know, make, uh, a, make a change? Okay. Well, I think uh, a lot make, of people want, want to, but they, they're so overwhelmed by, they're like, they're, the, 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 the pain to change. I mean, even though they're suffering, they want to change, but they have no idea how to even get started. They don't know that Jesus is the answer to what they've, they've got. And that's the key, that they don't know that Jesus is the answer. And there are so many restrictions in our society, even on what I do as a Christian organization and my involvement or our involvement with the state. Mm-hmm. There's more and more restrictions we're seeing across the country as to um, even being able to share your faith. As long as you're getting th- government funding. As long as you're getting any kind of a gov- government funding, there's, those are restrictions sure. on well, that. And, and that's what we're seeing. I believe that there's money out there for, for ministries just like yours uh, that you can get money from Jesus followers so you don't have those restrictions anymore. Because, that, that, I mean, that's part of the trap. I think the enemy goes, well, let me just get them sucked into the government, get that money, and then, hey, well, then we can start to restrict what they actually can say and do. We, yeah, need, we need to fix that. If we're going to change culture, we've got to stop doing it the way they want to do it, start doing it the way... Jesus wanted us to do it. Mm-hmm. That's that's true, and I think that's uh, and so, that's not so a criticism. I'm no, not criticizing. No, it. that's very true. So for us as an organization, even we started as a foster care and adoption agency. We do get we do receive uh, funding from uh, from the government for that. Uh, so we are strategically at this point in our business life of looking at how do I how do we shift that? Mm. How do we shift that so we you know eliminate our whole. Um, so we li- eliminate any restrictions, you know, you know that we sure. have on that. So, well, and when we come back from the bottom of the half hour, I really want to dig in deep into what you're doing because the state of the family is a mess in this yes. country, mm-hmm. and and there's solutions that the, only the church can bring. But I want to ask you a question about Pinnacle Forum because they're the ones hosting us here today. Christian leaders are, by definition, pretty busy people, yet you make time to participate in a Pinnacle Forum and other Pinnacle Forum events. What do you find about this experience that keeps you getting involved despite the many time pressures that you have to navigate each and every day? You know, and it's interesting. I was just looking at an email from another leader. You, you know, you have to choose what you're engaged in because because our time is limited. But uh, where Pinna- Pinnacle Forum has been helpful to me is when you're able to mix with other leaders mm-hmm. and um, and when you can in a confidential setting begin to share these are some of the struggles that I'm working with and especially when you're working with other leaders uh, they're dealing with the same same struggles right and so oh, yeah. there's few people that I have that I can talk that openly with and so uh, what I like is the diversity um, Sometimes, uh, because we're a nonprofit organization, although when I was in business, some of that was nonprofit too, <laughs> <laughs> but not the way you want. Or not profitable. <laughs> and and uh, and a ministry doesn't mean that you don't make a profit because right. you got to sustain s- yes. sustain what you do. So, um, uh, but uh, when I look at that, just to have the influence of other people on how yeah. they're thinking about it. how how are you dealing with employees? What are what are you, what are some of the issues you're dealing with? Mm-hmm. How, how are you dealing with just the uh, business uh, 
climate? You know, what, are, what are we seeing coming down on that? What, did, what, did you, what have you learned in your experiences of what helped me in managing? Because I do have a business to, man right. to manage. How do I manage that business? And so, um, and we're looking at new new ventures. What do, mm -hmm. what do we do? We now have Guy Rogers with us, president and CEO of Pinnacle Forum. Check him out online, pinnacleforum.com, pinnacleforum.com. Guy, thanks for being on there with us today. Uh, it's my pleasure, Jim. We're excited to hear about, talk to us about how did the Lord prepare you for the work that you do here at Pinnacle Forum? Wow. <laughs> about 35 years, let's put it that way. Mm. Um, it was, I look back at my life and I see a tapestry of things, uh, all these different things I did, and I can look back and see that there was everything from uh, working, working with and around high-level leader, leaders, mm -hmm. understanding that environment, um, to how to be in a places where you're actually working to transform culture and doing it intentionally. Uh, so there were, and I did it in different spheres, a lot of the political world, but it was those things you that... You spent time in the political world. I spent quite a few years in the political world. Nice. Yes, nice. Yep. We, that may be a topic for another show because we've got to talk about how we need to get more Jesus followers involved in the, in the uh, political world for, for sure. For sure, for sure. And um, those experiences were very instrumental in shaping who I am so that when Pinnacle Forum came along, this would be uh, four years ago okay. when I found out about Pinnacle Forum having this, uh, this opening, the president and CEO opening, that I looked at it and I, then I looked back at all those tapestries of, uh, tap, tapestry <laughs> of experience and went, huh, how about that? And my wife actually looked at it and went, yeah, you need to apply for that one. So it's just how God takes you. And, you know, you don't see it when you're in the mm -hmm. middle of it. You know, no. you don't see when you're in the middle of doing it. And then you look in the rearview mirror and go, oh, I get what happened there. Whether it was a failure or success, it doesn't seem to matter. God can use every one of them. Right. So tell our listeners a little bit about Pinnacle Forum because they've heard it. You know, they, we've mentioned it, but we really want them to understand what Pinnacle Forum is all about and, and who is a good um, fit for Pinnacle Forum. Well, I could quote the vision and mission statement, but what I'll do instead is describe it this way. As I've come to understand it, and frankly, it took me about a year when I got here to really understand it, mm -hmm. because it's different from most organizations that are out there. Uh, it has some similarities enough that people will go, oh, that sounds like a sure. Bible study, or that sounds like a men's group, whatever. Uh, so I describe it this way. We are a leadership development and empowering ministry for the purpose of cultural transformation that's anchored in a relationship model of leadership. Okay, what does that mean in English then? What that means in English is, and I'm really indebted to Henry Cloud, if you're familiar with Henry Cloud, yep. listeners, his book, The Power of the Other, because this really helped clarify it for me. Very, very, I mean, it was just like, wow, this, this made so much sense. He says in the book, The Power of the Other, that science now demonstrates that getting to the next level in life is 100% dependent on the right kinds of relationships. Hmm. Not just hanging out with pals, but the right kinds of relationships. And then he gets in the book, he really gets into detail on in what he means by that. As I contemplated that, I realized that what that means is no matter how much you study leadership, no matter how much you go to leadership seminars, read books on leadership, if you don't have a community around you, it doesn't have to be a big community, but a community of other people around you, typically peers, 
who are the right kinds of relationships, you're going to be stuck at a certain level of leadership. Now, you may be at a high level of leadership, but God has an intention for you to go even beyond that, but without those relationships, you'll get stuck. You've hit a ceiling. That, to me, is what Pinnacle Forum does or potentially does for people that come into it. Because oftentimes, I don't think people see the benefit of Pinnacle Forum until they've been in it for a while. People come into it and they look for something like, well, let's go out and do this or let's go out and do that. But when I talk to people who've been in Pinnacle Forum for two, three, four years, here's what I hear. I'm a better man. I'm a better husband. But more than that, I hear it from their wives of the men. He's a better man. He's a better husband. He's a better leader. And then when you hear that, you ask, well, what happened? I can't put my finger on it, but it is being in that environment, in those Mm -hmm. forums, doing life together with other leaders, week in, week out, week in, week out, where God takes that and creates transformation in ways we don't recognize on a month-to-month basis. And then one day somebody looks at it and goes, you're not the same person. I am not the same person now than when I came here three and a half years ago. That's good, because if you were, then you'd, you'd be like stagnant in your faith, because God's always working on us. Well, not only that, it would be, a, it would be an absolute crit- criticism of the Pinnacle Forum model, because right. I'm in two forums myself. So <laughs> now, the, the sh- forums are not just all men, right? There's oh, no, no, we have women's forums. Yes, yeah, we have women's forums. Uh, they're mostly men's forums still, because it started with all men many, many, right. many years ago. Uh, but uh, no, it's Are there co-ed ones, or is it men and women separately? There is one co-ed forum that I know of, but we really don't encourage that. Okay. And so there are there reasons be a for a deeper it. level of intimacy and sharing and no danger of creating other relationships. That's part of it. You can cr- we see emotional bonds that can get created in forums, and in a, in a male-female situation, that can be... Dangerous. That can be dangerous. Right. There's also things that get discussed in our forums. Uh, I had a facilitator tell me uh, about a year ago that they grappled with the issue of Internet pornography in their forum. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, if there were women in the forum, do you think you'd have had those conversations? And he said, I know we wouldn't have had those conversations. Mm-hmm. It would have been awkward. It would have felt it would have been embarrassing. It's embarrassing enough. It's an area of life that, that is hard to talk about for men that are struggling with it. So there are reasons why. Mm-hmm. That, that we do it that way, and we, think, and we think it works well. Good. So give one last plug. Okay, we got people listening on the, on the terrestrial radio all over the country uh, and on iHeartRadio. Who should be seeking out Pinnacle Forum? Who is the, I mean, do, do they have to be the, the leader of their organization, or can they be a leader within an organization to benefit from Pinnacle Forum? To answer that question, I call it, we have strata of leadership. We've got people that are in that what we call the one percenter category okay. in life. But then we have managers, we have people who own their own small businesses. So they're a strata of leadership. We actually have criteria of leadership in our, in our partnership agreement uh, that, that covers a lot of different levels of leadership. Okay, So, so that's, and it's things like, um, I've been a leader in my field, uh, I'm a recognized authority in what I do. It's kind of broad enough that it allows people to self-select because we, don't, we want to have a broad range of people who are leaders, okay? Uh, but the type of people that will most be interested in and benefit from Pinnacle Forum, I find, have two characteristics. The first is they do see a need for uh, Christians to be much more intentional about being in the marketplace and transforming the marketplace, what I call the the broader culture for Mm -hmm. Christ. 
That, as you know, Jim, as you know, Martha, 25 years ago, that was not a message that was in our churches. Right. It was not. It's changing. We've got a long ways to go still. So that's number one. So they have a sense of there's a need for that. Right. The second is they want to grow in their leadership calling. They may not have a clear, even a clear understanding mm-hmm. of what that looks like. And our offer to them is by doing life together in forums, you will grow in your leadership calling. It's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. And I've heard dozens and dozens of stories that, that attest to that. But you have to look at it from a relationship perspective. As one Pinnacle Forum partner told me three years ago, and I've never forgotten it, he said, Guy, just remember this. The kingdom of God advances at the speed of relationships. Mm. And for somebody like me, who was the activist type, who everything was about getting the job done, winning elections, those types of things, that was a big epiphany for me when I came to Pinnacle Forum. That God works at the speed of relationships. The kingdom of God kingdom advances, advances at the speed of relationships. And Henry Cloud would then say, and the right kind of relationships. Mm-hmm. The right kind of relationships. I love that. Guy Rogers, CEO, President of Pinnacle Forum. Thanks for sharing that a little bit today. Just giving us a, a better picture for it. And we'll get, we'll get that picture developed over the week as we, as we interview lots of people that are involved in Pinnacle Forum. But we're grateful for your leadership, and we're grateful for what Pinnacle Forum is doing. And thank you for being an iWork for him today. Well, thanks for having me. You bet. And thanks for hosting us right here at the World Headquarters. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Right. Thanks, Guy. So, Mark... Back to you with um, this conversation about Pinnacle Form. How long have you been involved in a group? Just a guess. I've probably been involved about uh, six years. Okay. Six years in group. Okay. I've been in two different groups. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. So, um, so talk to our listeners as to what some decisions that you went through in order to decide to get involved. Yeah, I was asked to be a part, you know, part of my whole focus is um, looking at how can I energize leaders to um, step out for God, to take a risk in their own lives for God, Mm -hmm. and to impact our culture. And so that's how, that's the reason why I got started Mm -hmm. with Pinnacle Forum and looking at that. And so part of that is in our groups together, just trying to look look at, okay, how can I help encourage you to really take seriously your faith? Well, I mean, it's so all about turning it into being a Jesus follower. It is. But, we, but it's, it is the Jesus follower, but it's also saying, am I willing to, and what part of my life verse has been, or recently has been Acts 13, 22, where it talks about David, and he says he was a man after God's heart, who would do all his will. Right. That's really hard if we really say, are we really willing to do all God's will? Not just Mark's will. Am I willing to do <laughs> what God might call me to, to do? Am I willing to take some steps? Some s- we take steps of faith or business risk, but are we really, really willing to take life risk? for God's kingdom. But and so that's what I look at, and that's why I look at how do I help create, uh, help other men to think through that as part of a pinnacle form. But where in surrendering our lives to Christ did that option come up? I mean, because as I understood it, when I surrendered my life to Christ, I was going all in. I mean, everything we read in the New Testament is all about when people met Jesus, they made a decision. They were either going all in or they were running the other direction, but they didn't have this choice of, well, I'm going to go in, but I'm only going to go in three quarters. I'm not going to let it impact my work life or let it impact my social life or whatever. I mean, the, the issue is 
that we have to let Christ followers know that there's no option, that this is that we are to go all in. That's just part of being a Jesus follower, that everything we do here on earth is short-lived anyway, that we were called to go all in, to burn the ships and not, mm-hmm. not look back. How do we get Jesus followers to, to understand that? Well, I guess what we want to do is we want to hear your story and how you made that choice to go all in, walk away from commercial development, and, and start to deal with the issues in the family. When we come back, I want to talk about that and how Pinnacle Forum has helped you, Mark Upton, to lead Christian family care and to make an impact in helping you go all in in your faith. Can we do that when we come back? Sure, that'd be great. Thank all right, you. Good deal. All right, you listen to Our Work Framers. We're talking today about Pinnacle Forum, and we just, you heard in the last segment from C- President and CEO Guy Rogers a little bit about Pinnacle Forum. And we've got a, do you call themselves members or partners, Mark Upton? When you're partners. Partners. So yeah. we've got a Pinnacle Forum partner here, Mark Upton, from Christian Family Care. And and Mark, we we're right before the break, we we're, we're talking about the fact that Part of the argument, part of the issue is getting Jesus followers to understand or to to make that decision to go all in and take risks with their faith. In every other country around the world, Mark Upton, when people become Jesus followers, they know Mm -hmm. that they could die and that they are going to give up everything and they're going all in. For some reason, in in America, in the United States of America, people think they got an option that they can kind of play in Christianity. How did you come to that conclusion that, hey, you were being called to go all in? You were a commercial land developer, commercial developer uh, here in the Scottsdale, Arizona area, and, and God called you to go all in in your faith in that, and then you moved into really looking out for an issue that's drastically impacting our country, the destruction of the family. So how did you make that decision to go, wow, I need to put it all on the line because Jesus put it all on the line? You know, I think it's the important part for all of us believers is how are we developing that relationship with God? And so for me, it's that time that I spend in communication with the Lord and reading and reading his word and time in prayer, that those times are when how God speaks to me personally. And that's probably where he begins to put the, the step out there. There was a businessman at one time that talked about uh, Mark live on the edge. And so I've kind of made that my life focus, living on the edge, but also always pushing that edge. As you were talking to Guy, Mm. we're looking at, we're not talking about stagnant. We're saying, okay, where can I grow in my faith in trusting God? How much of what I do in my business is Mark and everything else I look at, how much of that can I release and let go? and put in the hands of God to trust that he's going to still allow Christian family care, uh, my commercial real estate business. How, how can I trust him that that's still going to grow and prosper, or I'm going to at least have the impact in, my li- in, the, in being his witness into the community? Um, there was a book I read at one time, Elton True Blood, talked about the company of the committed. And... Um, we were talking about off air one time, Jim, about just saying if every if every church in America were to foster or adopt a child, we would eliminate the just whole problem. Child. Just yep. one child. Just That's one right. one person in a church, we'd eliminate the whole problem. And what has come is we've become um and you know, I think that there are things that are happening in the in the church and society, but we became a kind of a church light and we really haven't called we haven't become disciples. We haven't learned, 
we've lost the discipleship aspect of right. how, how do we help. And that's where I think Pinnacle Forum does come into play of, of, of again, helping leaders to really challenge and say, where do I need to, where do I need to grow, grow in my faith? So my choice, even to go to Christian Family Care, was a prayer with the Lord of saying, where do I need to trust you more? And in doing so, I could have stayed where I was and it was very <laughs> comfortable sure. and I was having impact. But I made that step to, to, to go where I had to trust God more. And I would say it's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's, it's been brutal. And I've had to learn, okay, I have to, I've had to persevere through a lot of um, things to get to where even we are today. Sure. But it's the richest time of my life hmm. because it drew me closer to God because I had to take it off a of mark and I had to put it all, all on him. And so it's probably been my most fruitful and productive time of my life and where I've seen probably m myself grow and the impact that I've had uh, been able to have in the community grow. Um, but it was more as I took those steps of faith and stepped out. So talk to our listeners for just a minute, because I think that you just made some very profound um, comments there, because there's probably a lot of people that they're either wrestling with, maybe God is calling them to make some changes that are going to be very uncomfortable um, and hard, or they're in the middle of that right now, and they're not seeing fruit. They're not seeing the light at, at the end of the tunnel or whatever you want to call it. Speak to them and encourage them in how they can keep putting one step in front of the other um, with God, you know, directing them. Yeah. You know, I think for me, there was a struggle for many years of trying to look at, Lord, are you calling me to change from, from what I'm doing? And I just didn't feel I, there was that tension within me. And I think that's just that maybe long obedience with God. That's that continuous looking at, okay, I, I need to be communicating. I need to be seeing, what does your scripture teach me? What, what I learn from your story that helps me develop my, my story better. So I'd encourage people, you need to just have that time with God. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard but you need to create that kind of a discipline in your life to, to move that through. And how has Pinnacle Forum played a role in that? I mean, have they, you know, do you talk about these kinds of things in your um, times together? You know, it, it, to some extent we do. And um, I think as we've uh, worked through, um, we have a cultural impact plan that uh, has been a, one of the okay. things that uh, Pinnacle Forum has put together. And I think as people begin to look at and say, okay, Let's refocus. How am I going to really have an impact? It challenges you to think about, okay, how am I go where am I going to have an impact? In my own business, do I think about if the family issue? How am I helping to serve the families in my, bu in my business? Mm -hmm. so you said you're helping families. You're, you're ministering to families in crisis all across Arizona. I mean, how many families, just give us some perspective, how many families were able to touch last year? We, we touched over 2,000 children last year, mm. and we probably touched another 1,000 families. So or lots and lots wow. and lots of people. Yeah. But there's more than that in crisis. 
but there's more than that in there's more than that in crisis. So. so when you look at impacting culture, the culture of Arizona, which is different than the culture of other states, you have a high immigration population here, which makes it your ministry. I imagine is a, probably a heavily bilingual organization, right? I mean, you, you're dealing with families that speak Spanish only, or not? Uh, no, but I just hired a I just hired a Hispanic leader to help us grow our whole Hispanic uh, community and community out, outreach. Because then you're dealing with a different culture within impacting culture. Because then we're dealing with a, a different culture. And I right. think that's one yeah. of the things about uh, Pinnacle Forum or some of the relationships that have happened. So we're looking at various regions here. So there's different communities that we've kind of targeted together as some Pinnacle Forum partners of looking at how can we work together to bring about some transformation in those specific uh, specific communities. Excellent, because that's a key word for us, collaboration, mm -hmm. working together. Yeah. Why Why um, God's given you the ability, you've spent so many years already trying to figure things out. Don't let somebody else have to go through that same, let's ramp it up by sharing and giving ideas. So um, we love the idea of collaboration. How can people partner with you or get involved in or multiply the effort that Christian Family Care is going on. How do people get a hold of you and get a hold of Christian Family Care? Well, they can uh, check out Christian Family Care at uh, cfcare.org. That would be our website and give some good links uh, to that. Uh, to me personally... Um, Oh, well, do you want to give out your 800 number to the office? You can give out the 800 number. You want to do that? It's 800-939-4532, 800-939-4532. So you're operating in Arizona, yet there's organizations like, your, like yours. You said you're part of a national Safe Families organization. There is a group of Safe Families out there. There certainly are other Christian organizations that are doing foster care and adoption throughout the, throughout the country. There's uh, some good in part of your area of Florida. Mm -hmm. And um, so they can be at certainly connect and be involved with uh, one of the organizations there. And I can help if they contact me, I'd be more than happy to help uh, link you into the right. Well, I was right going to say, can, can you help them get started? Maybe they're in an area of the country because we got a lot. I mean, our country is spread way out. Yes, it is. Uh, then there's trouble everywhere you go. I mean, there's families struggling. And the answer, the, the unbelievable part of all of this is that the answer, we know the answer to all of the issues. Jesus is the answer to all the issues you deal with each and every day, isn't he? He is. He is. Yeah. But being uh, given that opportunity to share those answers, I mean, how often do you get a chance to find a family in crisis and to get to say, you know, Jesus can help heal this? I mean, how often do you get a chance to do that? You know, I think that's the intentionality that everybody has to look at of mm -hmm. how you're doing that in your realm of influence. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I say that we want to strengthen families and serve at-risk kids in the name of Jesus Christ. That's yeah. very critical and important. Mm. So every child and every family that we have an opportunity to minister, we look for ways in how can we share the love of Christ, whether that's through relationship or whether that's in specific verbal witness. Right. But we're looking at it's the relational side of being Christ in the community. Amen. Mark Upton with Christian Family Care, cfcare.org. Mark, thanks for sharing your Pinnacles Forum story and for sharing a little about Christian Family Care. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you very much. It was great to hear his story. If you want to find out more, check out Mark Upton online, cfcare.org, and Pinnacle Forum online, pinnacleforum.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.